You're listening to the Music Interval Theory Podcast with TC and Frank. Hello and welcome to another great episode of the Music Interval Theory Podcast. Actually, today I'm just here to introduce Mr. Thomas Jace Jones to you because we caught him on a fantastic teaching session on the guitar in which he talked about unlocking the secrets of ninth chords with interval theory. I should mention that we also have a video version of that teaching session available that at some point also will show up on the YouTube channel and the free composers toolkit. Please take a minute right now, head over to the website musicintervaltheory.academy and sign up for the free Composers Toolkit. You won't regret it and you will find a ton of great stuff in there. So, without any further ado, let's transition to TC. Here we go. So the quick wins today are going to be on the dominant pentatonic, on ninth chords, and then some application. And so let's jump into this right away and look at the dominant pentatonic. These notes are very similar to the major pentatonic, except for instead of a six, we're gonna use a minus seven. So if you know the major pentatonic, you just need to know where the sixth is and you just replace it with the minus seven. Now, there are many ways to have dominant ninth chords, but the first thing you need to know is the notes in a dominant ninth chord are these. 2, 3, 5, and minus 7. There is no 1 in a perfect dominant ninth chord. There's four positions, and a position means what's on top here. This is starting with an A, fret 5, so it's here. So you got to get very clean on these. This is the hardest one. You have to learn how to get that, but I'm going to give you some ideas on uh, how to handle that. Then the center set of strings is here. Okay, and here's the uh, top set of strings. See if I just kept going. gets me way up there. And so you know that you have the dominant pentatonic scale. And so what's going to happen is these guys are going to be an interval of 10, 10, 10, 9, 9, 10, 10, 10, 9, 9. That just keeps repeating itself. And those are the intervals that come out of this scale, this pentatonic scale. So that means that I've got from here to here, I have 10 semitones. And so the first three steps of your scale are going to have a 10 above them. It's easy to remember that now. Okay, so that's one, two, three, and the next scale step is five, and the next one's seven. And those both have nines, 
And yeah, this would be a 10. This is this is the scale step five. One, two, three, five, right? This would be a 10, but we want to make it a nine. So that's a nine. And then this is scale step minus seven. We want to make that a nine. That's a nine. So these are nine, nine, and then we're back to 10, right? Back to 10, 10, 10, nine, nines, okay? So. On the five is a nine, and on the minus seven is a that. So that's it. So no, no matter where I am, if I want to pl play the pentatonic scale, I can think in terms like that. So let's say I'm, I'm just picking out bomb. Okay, so I, I've got that. Just play it here so you can see it. So watch. I know the first three notes are tense, right? Now I know that I'm going to have a nine. Okay, then, then if I go down, that's one. Here's the minus seven. Oh, what is minus seven? Minus seven's a nine. And then the five, it's a nine. Then tens. It's a fast way to learn scales and chord outlines. Adding resolutions and scale tone six. These are scale tone resolutions, okay? So uh, I'll just play that for you so you can hear it. So here's a 10, goes to a nine. Then a 10, goes to an eight. 10, goes to an eight. Nine, goes to a seven. Nine, goes to a six. give you kind of an extended sound. Sounds great when the bass player is playing. I'm going to use the center set of strings, okay? It's going to be these guys. Okay, and on the, on the way up. So that those are all dominant ninths in different positions. So we're going to take this one. All right, this one is the third one. So this interval is a nine and this is an eight and these can be moved so here now watch what happens if i take this guy and just move him down i get this pretty sound right and that actually takes me to a to a g sharp or a flat uh, seven so that if i think of that this this is a, a, a dominant seventh chord. And if I want this to be an actually dominant ninth chord, this is the note. Remember, we don't have ones in dominant ninths. Here's the one, so I would make a two, which makes it a nine. So now I'm co coming from here. That's the sound. So it's either way. But if I'm just moving the eight interval down, I get this beautiful sound. Very pretty. So if I move this nine up, I get a beautiful sound. So it's here. Now it's an A. Okay, it's an A7. So I can go to the, you know, some. 
I, I used the A7 and got to D. So there's secrets in here. That's the point. There's secrets. So you want to learn these. The other thing about dominant ninths is they're part of a sequence. And the sequence is 2, 5, 1. So if I was in the key of E, okay, that's an E major 9 chord. Pretty. Okay, the 2, 5, 1 would be F sharp, B, E. Okay, so that's the basic. And I'm going to start off with an F sharp minor 7. Then I'm going to go to the B dominant ninth chord, which is the one we're practicing. And that's going to go to an E major 9. So this is the sound. And if I put the roots in there, Pretty, right? So with this little two five one, remember dominant ninths that they belong to things. Not only are they sets of intervals that can be shifted around and get you to totally new uh, tonal centers, but they are part of sequences. And it'll be a two five one or a three six two or a six two five. Or it, it'll it'll be part of a diatonic sequence. And so these are little bits. The first sequence in diatonic music is a two five one, or a four five one. This is your little exercise. And now you're in an E major nine. Now you're going to make an E minor seventh. I'm in the key of D, okay? So it's Okay, now I'm going to make a D minor 7th. G 7th C. So it all sounds like this. That's going to help you practice these guys. So you could start anywhere. You start if you know what these 251s look like when you see them on the chart You'll just know what the sequence is, so it's okay. So you want to get that. That's a very important sequence. The thing about ninth chords is to know that you can break them up, and these are nice. application of ninth chords. Remember, they're part of a sequence, two, five, one. Dominant ninths are the, are the five chord. And that, and that they actually can move the intervals that are making up the dominant ninth chord separately. And you can get other types of, of chords. And this, this is a dominant sound. This is a dominant sound. So. 
takes me to some different beautiful places. Let's combine a lot of the little concepts that we have and just give you an example of how you can use it. So let's say we have a blues tune called Hookah Room. And it go ahead, very simple melody, it does this. Okay, that's our simple little melody, it's just our blues. Now we're going to play it with just the intervals. So let's see what that sounds like. So let's start off with the hookah room. Okay, now with intervals we can add some fun little flavors. So let's change it just slightly using intervals and see what happens, okay? So now we got... All of a sudden we started getting some nice flavor. Okay, so that's a very simple melody, so it becomes more interesting when you're changing the harmony a little bit. Now we can take that same melody and put chords under it. And change the chords, or see? kinds of fun stuff. So you have a bunch of different ways of harmonizing a simple melody. And one way is you're using chords. One way you're using intervals. That gives you great breath. Now don't forget you have on just using intervals you have the resolutions as well. So when I'm playing this interval, you know that's So it could be. Okay, you can just go all over the place. This is how you write some fun stuff for the guitar. It's not based on chords only. It's not based on intervals only. It's a mixture of your music interval theory applied to the guitar. And that's uh, what we want to have you become aware of because the more you're aware of it, the more fun you're going to have because you're free. Many thanks to TC for this great teaching session. And I quickly want to remind you, if you want to get access to the video version, then please stay connected grab your free Composers Toolkit and subscribe to the YouTube channel to never miss any great information. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. This was Frank and I can't wait to see you back in one of the next ones. Bye!
This podcast is powered by the Music Interval Theory Academy, your resource for getting clarity and confidence in music composition and orchestration. See you inside at musicintervaltheory.academy.com.